Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today on the Quantum Alignment Podcast. I am very excited to have a very special guest with us today. Wade Pajares is a Jin Shin Jutsu practitioner, a human design living for your design guide, a father, a surfer, and has studied music at HSU. We're glad to have him here. Hello, Wade. How are you, my friend? Hi, Pepper. (laughs) I'm doing well. It's nice to see you. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. I have not seen you in a while, and I'm so grateful to be able to have this time with you this morning and interview you with some questions that I want to know and get to know a little bit more about what you're doing in our community. That's great. <laughs> I love the tropical like shirt that you're wearing today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you just you just look very like I'm about to head on vacation and you look just like you're on vacation. Like life is vacation. That is that's the <laughs> mantra, okay? <laughs> we already cut that. We got that right to it. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the different healing modalities that I've mentioned. That you're doing here. And you're in Trinidad, right? Yes. Oh, I love Trinidad. I'm going to come visit you more often. Okay. Mm. So tell me a little bit about some things that you do there. I know that I have had personal experience with the human design and just love it. Can you tell us a little bit more about that one specifically? Yes. Uh, Human design is, it's a quantum leap of self-understanding. It puts together many different philosophies and sciences, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the Brahmin chakra system, chemistry, biology, astrology, astronomy, all of these things come into one chart that gives you just a very detailed and precise reading about your genetic makeup and how that is showing up, manifesting on the physical plane. And so it's really profound. It can also show you your shadow, and it can show you some of the stuff that has been tripping you up for most of your life. And that part of it can be a little bit intense, so I do like to give people that little bit of warning as they get into this. Um, But mostly it's a really liberating 
experience to see yourself through this lens. And, uh, you know, it is just a map. So, you know, your life is the territory. So the map, it shows you signposts. But, you know, of course, like anything, it's not an end-all, be-all. So tell me just a little more about human design, because I'm so interested. Okay, well, it is based on two astrology readings, or uh, two astrology times. So it's the time of your birth, and it's 88 degrees of that, meaning about 88 days before that. So you have these two readings, and they're overlapped together. So the time of your birth gives you your personality and what you're conscious of and aware of about yourself. And the 88 degrees previous to that gives you your body and your life path and the trajectory that you're on. And so that is much more unconscious. And the stuff that that reveals are the aspects of yourself that you get feedback about. Like people will say, oh, you're so much that way. And at first you're like, no, I'm not. But then over time you're like, I've heard that enough that I'm starting to realize maybe I am, you know? And so it brings the subconscious, it brings awareness to that. And what I really find, I mean, it's just a wonderful tool to have in my life because it shows how the human body is working, you know, all of us together. And it, it shows the roles that we play. And the, these are general roles. So it's not, it's not putting you into a box in any way. It's really just showing you where your life force likes to be spent. And you'll already know this in a lot of ways. So it's just an affirmation. But in other ways, you'll see that you're really pushing your energy in a direction that's not resonating for you. And it can help you see that and, and eliminate that from your experience or at least lessen it. You know, it takes time to work with all this, these aspects of ourselves and to really see the deeper parts. And so this is a map that helps you see that it's wonderful to help people in relationship to understand the similarities and the differences in, you know, with their partners, for instance, the way the mind works. Some of us have very active minds. And then some of us have in human design terms, what we call a passive mind and they operate completely differently. So do you, can you do couples then and then overlap them to see if they're just going to be harmonious and amazing, wonderful forever? Well, yeah, but it's not (laughs) even so much about that. Of that first year of excitement fade. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that, that is very true. Um, but really what you'll see is that there is no perfect partner. There is no perfect relationship. It's I guess like, more synergistic relationship. Yeah. I was kind of joking, but yeah. also truth here, you know, could you help couples see, you know, Absolutely. where they can work on themselves yes. and then together how they can complement one another. I should have probably phrased that a little differently. No, no, it's, it's fine. But, but this is what, yeah, this is the human dilemma, especially when it comes to relationship, you know, it's right. like we've been given this fairy tale of how it's supposed to be this perfect thing. And the, the truth is, is like, there's a lot of work to be done, and there are really harmonious relationships, um, and we have them. We have them with friends, and yeah. you know, and then you have the people that you're more intimately involved with, and you can clearly see areas where you may have an expectation of your partner, but it's not really in their design to fulfill that, you know, and so that can really 
relieve some pressure yeah. on the relationship. Yeah. You know, where somebody is very goal oriented and they have the ability to push through, I mean, absolute discomfort to get the goal accomplished. Their main drive would be to succeed, to finish the task. Where as someone who's more like me is based on feeling. So I don't have that same ability to push through the pain as somebody who is more success driven. For me, when it stops feeling good, that's a sign that I need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And so understanding these different dynamics and how we're designed to work, it's like the roles we play. The the success driven person is going to help get the job done, but they can't expect the feeling person to suffer the same way that they're willing to, you know? And then at the same time, that success driven person probably could use a little bit of influence from the person that's going more on their feelings and like, okay, this doesn't feel like it's flowing right now. Let's take a little break, you know? And so there's the balance to be found and in relationship that can really help. And then especially with, um, with our children, it's so amazing to look at your child's chart and to really understand how their mind works, what kind of body they have, you know, are they an active body or are they a passive body? I love this idea because then you're allowing the child to be who they are Mm -hmm. versus projecting what you want for them to be. Yeah. Right. What an amazing tool. And And even comparing this with your son, right? Obviously. Yeah. And yes. And using it with my son. Yeah. It really allows you to see them become themselves in this world where there's a lot of conditioning, you know, they go to our education system and the education system is really designed for logical thinking versus half the population is abstract thinkers. Right. And they learn so much better through experience. You know, if you tell them to take notes, they're not even going to take in the information. They just lose it all. But if they can just pay attention in class, they can take in more information than you can even imagine. It it goes in on a subconscious level, which is like taking in 10,000 things at once, you know? But if they're asked to memorize flashcards or something, it's like it hurts their brain. It's like it doesn't really work. And it inhibits their ability, their brain's ability to work the way it's meant to, which is this very creative, abstract process. And so it's helpful to recognize this. And yeah. then you're not, you know, you're not, your kid isn't struggling because they've got the support they need for their, the vehicle, the kind of body that they're in. Right. It's like getting a, I'm thinking of getting a manual for, say, like a Land Rover or yeah. getting a manual yeah. for a Volkswagen or exactly. whatever, like, yeah. you know, or an American made car, I should say, but getting one and kind of knowing what to expect or how to help it. Wow, that's a valuable tool. It's really it's a valuable amazing. tool. It's so valuable. And it's, yeah. it seems more in detail because it's 88 days before the birth and 88 days after. So it's very unique to that specific person, the human design, right? There are no two wow. designs alike. Wow. Never. And of course. Never. Yeah. Not, yeah. Right? And literally yeah. human design, the philosophy says that we are all crystals of consciousness and that we come from two crystals of consciousness that collided in the big bang and exploded into, you know, billions, trillions of shards. And each of us carries one of those. And this is the way information travels is like 
it goes through all of us. And it's like some people might be in the beginning of the trail and some people might be in the end, but that's not of any significance or importance. But it is interesting because it's like the telephone game. So the information starts coming from sources, this pure thing, and it goes through each crystal and it slightly changes. And then it goes to the next and each person's adding their slight uniqueness to it. And by the time it comes out at the end, it's transformed into a whole new thing. And this is this process of consciousness evolving. And I just find it endlessly fascinating and interesting. <laughs> I do too. Thank you for stating it in that way. Absolutely. I, I love that. Thank you. How long have you been doing the human design? Because I came to you, I don't know, a handful of years now, maybe five, six, seven mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. ago. I don't know. It's yeah. been a minute. So how long have you been doing that? Because it blew me away whenever you were helping me look at that chart. It, it was very exciting and it really helped guide me in a lot of ways. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing it? Um, well, when you came to see me, I was just getting into it. So I've been doing it for about seven years now. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that is very exciting. <laughs> also, when I came to visit you, you also did the Jin Shin Jutsu. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Tell our listening audience, someone maybe who doesn't have any clue of what that is, tell them what to expect in a session with you if they were to come and tell us a little bit about what kind of energy that is. Okay. Well, Jinshin Jutsu is a Japanese healing art. It can be described as a mix between acupressure and Reiki um, and acupuncture. It's working with the meridians of the body and the energy pathways um, in Jinshin, we're specifically working with these energy hubs, which are areas where multiple pathways pass through, and there's a tendency for energy to get blocked, to stagnate, or to be able to not get there because it's blocked somewhere else in the body. So what we're doing is we are harmonizing and balancing the energy of the body, um, and it's really putting you in touch with your own innate healing capacity. I love that. And it's something that we all have. It's like a sixth sense. And it's something that we can develop with a little bit of practice and awareness. Um, it's just awakens within you. So um, a session involves lying fully clothed on a softly padded massage table. And I'm using my hands as jumper cables mm-hmm. to charge your battery, basically. So I'm gently holding my hand on two different energy centers at once. And in Jin Shin, we call these energy centers safety energy locks, and they act as circuit breakers in the body. So whenever there's an overload or any time that you come out of harmony with nature, with your nature, with universal rhythms, these circuit breakers go off and we recognize them as places where we feel pain or numbness in our body. So, you know, they're very common places, the lower back, you know, the knees, the hips, the neck, the shoulders, all these places, right? So this is the body informing us immediately as soon as we fall out of balance and giving us the opportunity to get back into balance. So this is, a, for example, if your body is having a pain or discomfort somewhere, it's really your body's way of getting your attention to focus on there to say that the energy isn't flowing through Mm -hmm. the body. Is that correct? So it is very much like, it's very much like Reiki. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's non-invasive comparative to like acupuncture or something. 
Yeah, if someone right? doesn't like so, needles, you know? <laughs> exactly. I love this. Okay, keep going. Keep going. I'm fascinated. Okay, well, a really interesting little side note, since you brought yes. up Reiki, is the same year that Isui received the Reiki symbols, Jiro Mirai, on a different island in Japan, received the Jinshin knowledge. Oh my gosh, that's giving so me it's shivers. Like, it was just like time for... Yes this way of healing to come back to us because these are ancient, ancient ways. As Jiro went through his research to discover where this came from, he found artifacts throughout ancient history from India, from China, all over the place. And his grandmother actually was one of the last people holding a little thread of this knowledge of being able to heal ourselves with our hands. And so he got a little bit of information from her. And what she said is that everyone used to know this and everyone used to do this for one another. Well, it's a natural response. Think of, I just actually taught Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 this weekend. Um, Reiki 2 for the students that have already taken Reiki 1 and been, you know, Reiki 1 certified for six months. And then Reiki 1 for the new students. And I explained it in this way that it's an automatic response when a child drops to their knees in pain that a mother or father or loved one or the village, right, Mm -hmm. comes placing their hands on the knee. Mm -hmm. It's just an automatic response, sometimes kissing or whatever. But it's just, it's a natural ability. And it's interesting hearing you talk about these different people in different areas that were coming, you know, with this knowledge at the same time. I think of that as just people tuned into a particular radio station. That mm-hmm. radio station's playing. Yes. Right, but they are at a place where that's the type of music that they're listening to. Yeah. So they may have both been listening to that vibration of classical music, and that's what they were able to hear. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing. I love these things. Me these too. synchronistic things, you know, and if you just look at them in a quantum level like that, it's like, well, of course, it's always been playing. Yes. It's just certain people listen to it and certain people don't. Yeah. So, okay, continue. Whatever else you got on the Jin Shin Jutsu. Yes. I'm practicing. You're good. You're getting it. <laughs> I'm practicing. Yeah. So um, sessions induce relaxation and they really, they put you in a, a meditative state, like a deep meditative state where you can really hear your inner voice and you can see your truth and you can process all sorts of past traumas or anything that's going on for you, it puts you in a place to be able to see it more uh, from a witness place. And you don't even have to talk about it sometimes. It's just all of a sudden things will click and you'll see the bigger picture of what's going on and you'll watch the healing work affect your breathing, which is the foundation for all of our health and for the energy flow is having a balanced breath. And when we lose that balance with the breath, that's when things start to disharmonize. And you're hearing that more and more. It sounds like every different helo modality that comes in, there's always the same kind of fabric that's running through all of them is the breath, Mm -hmm. meditation, Mm -hmm. clearing energy. It's it's just beautiful. It's wonderful. So between the human design and the ginseng that you're doing, you must just be like, like vibrate. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's coming through you to mm-hmm. heal others, mm-hmm. I can only imagine 
you know, what that's doing for you on your personal self and your personal growth in your, you know, relationship with others and your reality. It's probably, I mean, I can feel the energy that's working with you. I'm just, as you come in, it's pretty intense. So that's so exciting, Wade. That's awesome. I love that Thank for you, Pepper. You. I, I mean, love that you know, for you. I'm human just like everyone else. And I've got my, you know, I'm on my journey. I'm in the middle of my journey. And it's like every day is a new adventure and it's mind blowing the way life unfolds. And really what I have to share is just the part of the journey that I've already been through. You know, I, I like to share through my experiences rather than, you know, simply something that I've studied in a book. Right. That makes it more relatable yeah. to, you know, people that are coming to you and, and just relating to other, you know, you and I relating, right? Everything. So that brings me to a place of wanting to know more about you and your past. So where were you rooted before Humboldt and what brought you practicing in our community? Okay. Well, I grew up uh, in Southern California in Malibu. It was a beach life. Uh, life of surfing. Of course it was. Yes. You're a huge surfer. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And so I see that as the foundation for my communion with nature. Because when you're surfing and you're out in the ocean, you have to be open and you have to come into communion with it. It's it's not something that you can overpower or something that you can really force. It's It's a dance. And you learn how to flow with the energy currents, right? That's what riding a wave is. It's even just what being in the ocean is, period. It's like you have to be able to move with the energy. You have to be able to recognize how it's moving and to move with it. That's the most graceful way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's really, I think, where I started to develop my deeper awareness of energy and also having some experiences that really taught me to trust my intuition and my inner voice. Um, I had an experience of seeing a shark and that experience taught me to trust my intuition because my intuition was screaming at me and I was disregarding it. You know, these things have all kind of awakened my awareness to my inner voice and my subtle emotional frequencies that are always speaking to me. They're never not speaking to me, right? So those events kind of tuned me into that. And then um, I'd had some injuries, uh, some shoulder injuries, and I'd had a couple surgeries. And these were things that, these were choices I made at a pretty young age, and I didn't have anyone offering alternatives, alternative healing, yoga, any of these other things. You know, I went to a surgeon and he said, do you want me to fix you? And I said, yes. And I did that twice. And still I had shoulder issues. But I had discovered yoga after that second surgery. And that really started to help. And especially the hot yoga. That really just worked for me. And then I was in Kauai on a trip with my parents and my mom had a friend there and her friend studied like 10 different modalities of alternative healing and massage therapies and body work. And um, her name is Joanna Leems and she's an amazing, amazing healer on the Island of Kauai. If anyone's over there, I I, I recommend looking her up. 
I love Kauai, of course. I lived there for five years. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) But when I went to see Joanne, I didn't know which modality to choose. And she said, you know, to be honest with you, mostly what I'm doing now is Jinshin. Oh. And I said, all right, well, let's give that a try. And she did tell me. She she gave me the little disclaimer. She said, I know you're coming in here because your left shoulder is hurting you, but I just want you to be open during the session because the energy is going to go where it needs to go first. We're trusting the wisdom of the body to heal. And the body knows the order in which things need to be yes. healed, right? And so... I had a profound session and it was a deep emotional release, which was unexpected for me. I wasn't thinking that that's what I was getting myself into, but I got up off the table and I felt completely different. And I mean, just, you know, the bells were going off in my head. Like, what is this? I need to learn what this modality is. I had already started studying some deep tissue and different types of massage, but I hadn't really found my niche yet, you know, or what was really calling to me. And, and I had that experience on her table and I got up and my left shoulder was still a little tight and sore. And as I was driving home, I remembered her saying, just be open. And throughout the day, I started realizing that my right shoulder that had been operated on twice felt better than it had felt in 10 years. And so that is where the energy went first. And then I went to see her another time, of course, because I was having success, and that took away the pain in my left shoulder. And that was it right there. I was like, I'm going to learn this. (laughs) Whatever this is, I'm going to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. So I started going to the Jinshin Jutsu seminars and and studying and learning. And it's really a a beautiful experience. I love how they teach it. And, um, you know, they really want to keep it pure, keep the knowledge pure, and keep the body of work pure. And they give you plenty of time to integrate it and you just go for five days at a time and you receive sessions and you take in a large portion of the body of work of the knowledge, but it's so much that you just, you keep going back and you just keep refreshing time and time again. And it just keeps sinking deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden you start seeing the big picture, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle coming together and, and it's, it's life. It's this philosophy for life. It has a philosophy that is a part of, of the healing. And it's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that story. I love to hear stories of how healers got onto their path. And it sounds like between that and the human design, they're very similar mm-hmm. as far as showing the bigger picture of things mm-hmm. and holding space for really the root of the ailment to mm-hmm. heal. Mm-hmm. And then it you know, kind of, I've always said it's like a root of a tree. When the roots of the tree have been watered, then the leaves and the branches will show, right? That, that health. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much. So with all of these things that you've shared, you were in Malibu and then you moved here. You also, you know, just side note it real quick. You went to HSU for music too. Yes. So not only a surfer, a healer, but also doing creative outlet with music. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that if you want. Uh, well, music is really just a hobby for me. It's um, I've always been kind of a closet musician. <laughs> so I'm just starting to share more. Yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. actually, I'm, uh, you know, by nature, a shy 
person, but I have my bold moments, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my music has really been something that's been part of my own healing practice. Yeah. You know, when I'm having emotional times, I'll pick up the guitar and a song will come out and it'll be an, it'll be an emotional expression of what I've been going through. And so it makes it very, very personal and very exposing to share. But as I've, you know, matured a little more into my now 45 years old, you know, more, a little more comfortable to share that part of myself. That sounds very exciting. You'll just open your mouth and a song comes out. Well, I mean, essentially, yeah. Using your hands and it's, I mean, wow. You know, I've learned to slow, it's like channeling information is what it feels like to me because it just really happens for me more than me trying to do it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to slow it down, that flow of energy when I feel it coming. So I can actually like write down some words or at least press record on my camera so I can capture it because it comes through once and I can't really recreate it if I don't capture it kind of right in the beginning. I'm having an aha moment because I'm not a musician or, you know, artistically creative with instruments or my voice Mm -hmm. yet. But I'm having this moment of recognizing that maybe art is that way. It comes through and it's like, it sounds like what you're saying is like, it's a valve. Mm -hmm. Like if you turn the water down just enough to pay attention to it, it'll flow easily or you can turn it up really high and then maybe miss it. So that's, thank you for that. Cause I'm having this like (laughs) moment. It's really exciting for me. Yeah. Didn't know I was actually going to get a healing with this in this moment, but that's great. So back to your practice and the things that you're doing in the community, what do most people in our community come to you for as far as guidance is concerned? And I know confidentiality and whatnot, yeah, but on a, on a broader spectrum, you know, is it physical disailment discomfort? Is it more emotional kind of things? What are you sensing you're gravitating towards or, or people are gravitating towards you? I get all of it. I get both of them. Um, well, they are all one. We're a holistic body. Yeah. You yeah. know. What I have recognized is I think people feel comfortable to talk with me and share personal things with me. So throughout my life, this has always happened where I'll just be sitting down and someone will come sit next to me. And five minutes later, we're in a deep conversation and I'm drawing from the wisdom that I've gained through this life and the things that I've studied. And we're just having a conversation and I'm sharing with them, you know, little things that I can see just very subtly and very unobtrusively because, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like convert anyone or anything like that, but I just, I, I can see energy to some degree, like where things are, are blocked or stuck. I can hear it in their voice when they're speaking or in the way they're moving or just the little subtle things that we do as we're, as we're talking. I mean, you know, our eyes wander like all these little things, but I pick up on, on like aura frequencies. And so they'll have a conversation with me and then somewhere along the way, they'll find out that I do these healing practices. And then out of curiosity, usually they'll come try them because 
what I do are, are things most people haven't heard of. Human design, Bantu, Jinshinjutsu. And, you know, it's kind of funny, but in my own chart, my role is to initiate people into new ways of seeing life, you know, to help support the evolution of consciousness. That's what's happening here. Consciousness is evolving through all of us, through our collective experience, right? And so there's this aspect of some of us are in charge of, you know, bringing in new stuff and being the ones that are fearless to take that leap and to really go for something that is not yet proven, but will be part of that process of proving something is valuable to humanity. Whereas others of us are kind of on the other end of the extreme that are really like anchored into like, no, let's stick with what we know works. And it's this balance between the two that is this dance that's constantly going on. I just, I find it extremely fascinating. <laughs> it is. It is very fascinating. I was sitting here thinking, I believe that's maybe how we met. We just started talking and tuning in and just bouncing back ideas with one another. It was very exciting. So speaking of all of that, when are you having workshops and classes? Are you having them? Have you had them? Are you going to? <laughs> um, I am all, all really at one. this stage of just really starting to do that stuff. Yes. Like I mentioned before, I'm a parent. And so I've been focusing on that and my child is now 17. And so all of a sudden I have time time. and energy to start putting into these things. So by the time the listeners hear this, you'll have workshops set up maybe and Uh they can check into you. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's about that time for us to take a short little break and give a shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I think you will too. Wade, will you check my aura while we're at break? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's glowing. This is Dr. Pepper Hernandez from Natural Medicine on the Plaza. Have you ever thought about becoming a holistic health practitioner? Well, now you can with online classes as well as traditional in-class workshops right here in Arcata, Humboldt County. This program is being taught by some of the most amazing teachers in the areas of herbal medicine, holistic anatomy, women's yoni health, essential oils, juice cleansing, meditation, yoga therapy, Ayurvedics, and so many more. Visit the website today and get started on your application, drpepperhernandez.com. Interested in classes, workshops, or other trainings? Check out the website for more information. Start your new journey now, and let's make this your very best year ever.
thank you so much for coming back to us. We had an amazing little break, and actually it was an extra long break for us, but um, my aura is radiant. Isn't that what we've agreed on? Yes, you are glowing. (laughs) (laughs) We doused ourselves with all sorts of amazing essential oils, gratitude, believe. We were in a super high vibrational place. And I think that with all of this energy that Wade, you have decided you're going to play a little music for us. I'm Is that right? A song with you, yes. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to hear it. Whenever you're ready. Okay. The stage is yours.
several times and counting been through this before when it's expanding these lessons are open We see life is a blessing wow. <laughs> Oh man Wow Wade thank you so much that was absolutely beautiful I had my eyes closed during that and definitely feel how surfing can influence your music (laughs) because it took me on this ride, you know, and what a wonderful story you just told. I loved it. Every single minute, I'm so glad you decided to pick up your guitar. Oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to overcome my shyness yet again. One more step. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you are quite a vessel of creativity and energy and healing and love and music as well. So, wow. So cool. So being the amazing vessel that you are for all these things to flood through you, how do you take such good care of yourself? What are your daily rituals? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I get up every morning and I take a shower. And then I just do a quick tune in. 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of meditation. And it really depends on the day. Um, sometimes when I have a lot going on, it'll only be for five minutes, but I always do it to get to that point where I feel centered and, you know, with meditation, if you can get through five minutes, it can turn into 30 minutes really easily. Two hours, you know? easily. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah you try not to yeah. give them too high of a bar to reach for. But yeah. Yeah, you know? Well, I mean, for me, it's like I'll yeah. sit there and then all of a sudden that's goes, all yeah. I want to do all day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that's, that's it. So I just make sure that I, that I do that regularly. That seems to help me. And as long as I'm doing that regularly, it's really easy for me to tune into that place. Yeah. And then I'll do longer meditations uh, when I have more time for it. And I, I feel like it's important to incorporate those longer ones as well because I feel like that's really where the transformation occurs. Mm-hmm. Those little ones are like the maintenance. Yes. But I like to just do that first thing every day so that I've got that under my belt and I find that it encourages me to do more throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Jin Shinjutsu... A big part of it, and really ultimately the goal, is self-help, is for everyone to know how to use this for themselves. So while I am a practitioner, and I love giving sessions, I love receiving sessions, we can't really do it all for ourselves. Maybe we can, but part of what we're doing here is helping one another. Absolutely. So it's like we need to work together, 
But my goal is to teach people self-help. And that's another thing I do throughout my day is there's really simple self-help techniques. And it's as simple as holding your fingers because all of the meridians run through our fingers and our toes. And you can literally jumper cable yourself by holding your fingers and you just go through them one at a time. So you can just hold your thumb and then you can hold your index finger and middle and so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay. And really what you're developing is it's like this extra awareness that we all have, uh, but it's tuning into the subtleties of energy as it's moving through our body. And so when you are holding your thumb, for instance, if you are just in a quiet place and you just relax yourself or this will relax for you, will relax your body for you and your mind. Holding your thumb, you just listen on the deepest level that you can with all of your senses. You're listening. And what you will tune into is a pulse. And it's not the heartbeat. It's an energetic pulse. And as you become more familiar with the frequencies of that pulse, you can recognize that it goes through a transformation. And it goes through different rhythms and frequencies and vibrations. And you'll feel it going through all these different vibrations, and then you'll feel it harmonize. And when it harmonizes, it comes into this place of, it's like, you know, like, you know, it's like (laughs) you you get that Mm -hmm. and you'll feel it in your body and you'll watch it affect your breathing. So you'll be holding your thumb and within a minute or two, sometimes it can take five minutes, but usually it happens pretty quick. You'll watch your body breathe. You know, you'll, you'll have a huge sigh or you'll yawn or you'll take a really deep breath and you will feel your systems starting to relax and work in harmony again. What is this technique called? I mean, it's, it's Jin Shin Jutsu and it's, and this is the self-help. Okay. And and what they call it is now know slash help myself. So it's about getting in touch with who you are and knowing the rhythms of your body and recognizing when you fall out of balance. I love this. And then you can bring yourself back quicker. So the sooner you recognize you've come out of balance, the easier it is to get the energy flowing again. Yes. It's when it's been out of balance for a long time that it tends to really get stuck. And then causing dis-ease, dis-ailment, dis-harm, discomfort. Mm -hmm. And then we're in a place where we have blocked energy that's manifested physically. Mm -hmm. So this is working with the very subtle energy fields. I mean, you're you're Mm -hmm. dialed in. Yeah, I mean, it's a a journey. You're dialed in. Yeah, I mean, exciting stuff. It's a journey and it's awakening. It took me about two weeks of practicing self help before I could really recognize that it was helping me. And I practiced it for five or ten or twenty minutes at a time. And I just did that daily. Um, but I was really excited about it. So I practiced, mm-hmm. you know, three or four times a day, I would hold my fingers. And it, it obviously goes into much more detailed energy patterns and places that you can hold on your body. But for the beginner, it is as simple as holding your fingers. Wow. And it is profound. You can, you can really transform your experience simply by holding your fingers. And if you give yourself 20 minutes, you can spend two minutes on each finger and go through all 10 fingers. Wow. So it, and it really is, it induces meditation. So if someone that has a hard time quieting their mind and meditating, you know, I mean, these are what the hand mudras 
before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Cause yeah. you press your fingers yeah. really tight and your focus and your attention is at your fingertips. But yeah. And actually this is how Jiro Mirai rediscovered Jinshin. He was having his own healing crisis and he had been diagnosed terminal by doctors in Japan. Nobody understood what was going on with him. All they knew is that they couldn't help him. And he even came from a family of doctors and nobody could figure out what was going on. And he had like a scientific mind and he was really into philosophy. And so he'd studied a lot of different philosophies and he was just an inquisitive person. Uh, But with this terminal diagnosis, he decided he didn't want to die in the hospital. So he asked his family and friends to carry him to their mountaintop cabin, his family's cabin, and to leave him there for seven days to go through this transformation into death and told them that they could come get him after a week. And so he went up there and he started meditating and he was fasting because he couldn't eat anyways. And in his meditation, he started seeing a common link between all these philosophies that he had studied. And the common link came through the art and through the sculptures, all these, you know, Japanese Buddhas holding their hand mudras and all the artwork in the Bhagavad Gita and all these other things of, you know, yogis holding hand mudras. And so he started holding these hand mudras and his body started to go through this transformation and it got colder and colder and colder over six days. And he really thought that this was the dying process. And on the sixth day, his body got so hot, he described it as feeling like there was hot lava running through his veins. And the last thing he remembers before passing out was like, this is it. I think I'm dying. And he woke up on the morning of the seventh day and he was completely healed. And he walked himself down from the mountaintop back to the village and no one could believe that he was alive. And it was in that moment he dedicated the rest of his life to discovering what this is and how energy manifests into the physical form. And so that's really uh, how Jinshin was rediscovered. Oh my gosh, wow. His grandmother had a a small link to it. And the story goes on. Do you want to hear a little more? Yeah, of course. (laughs) He he started working in his local village and eventually um, he moved to Tokyo and he started working with a group of people there that were homeless and they were considered untouchable at that time in this era in Japan. Um, like you weren't allowed to help them. And so he had to do this on the down low. It was like a secret thing. And so he would say, okay, anybody with eye problems or anyone with ear issues or anyone with a knee project, you know, meet me under the bridge tomorrow. And he would just work with people and he's taking notes the whole time. And eventually over time he gained a reputation as a healer and he got called into the emperor's castle to help a family member. And so he went and worked with the family member, and he had such great success with them, the emperor granted him a wish, any wish he wanted. And his wish was to have access to the imperial library. Oh, wow. And in the imperial library, he discovered this book. It's called the Kojiki. And it's this ancient Japanese book that describes how nature works and Jiro Mirai believed that it was a philosophy for the physiology of the body. Absolutely. Yeah. And so he, 
he dedicated himself to mastering this book. And this is where he really pulled a lot of the philosophy of Jin Shin Jutsu from, from that. And then he started teaching people and eventually taught Mary Burmeister, who brought it to the U.S. as a gift after World War II for the U.S. Wow. So, and, you know, it's been spreading ever since. It's so exciting. Thank you so much for that story because anyone who's interested in these particular kind of modalities now have sources that they can go and look up mm-hmm. after our you know, conversation. So I appreciate that. Wow, that's so cool. And to hear it from you firsthand is really nice because you're a great storyteller, just oh, an amazing you. storyteller. <laughs> So it sounds like we talked about your rituals and you've really already put together, um, I mean, this sounds like the ultimate self-care recipe for nourishing, <laughs> you know, anyone. <laughs> so I guess we can bypass that question because that's right on. Mm-hmm. So I have one last little thing that we're going to do, and it is drawing a tarot card from the Wisdom for Healing cards. And have you, are you familiar with these at all? No. Okay. So what we're going to do is, do you feel like doing it? Do you yes, want to do it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what we're going to do is you can shuffle them in any way you'd like, and then you can just draw a card when you're ready. Then we'll discuss it and see how it resonates. And while you're doing that, I will play the singing bowl. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, I just hit it a couple times, but because this isn't the right mallet. But And I say that to every guest. I should just figure out how to get a mallet. But here we go. Oh, yeah. You want me to do it again? <laughs> you find one see god in all things Ooh, and it's the sea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course and it says today's lesson put yourself in slow motion and observe everything and everyone through the lens of and this is in quotes this is sacred and it speaks to me how does that change your environment and your goal to learn this spiritual practice of seeing god in all things that's so right on. How does that card resonate with you? That is my philosophy <laughs> in life. <laughs> I feel surprise, surprise. like everything is just for us. Like this entire experience is life, you know, reflecting back to me. It's like, you know, Nassim Haramin, he, he talks about the feed forward feedback loop. And it's what you're putting out, life reflects back in energy to you from that. And it's very geared specifically for your journey and for the evolution of consciousness through you, your unique sliver of consciousness. You know, it takes all of us together to make the whole thing work. And we all have a unique perspective that wants to be shared. And then you, you put that, you put yourself in those shoes too. So everything in this moment is happening just for you and just for you. And you know, here we are. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. So much. So I have really enjoyed our time. Thank you, Wade, for being here. I hope we get to see each other more often. Mm, Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're tuned back in again. 
Um, for those listeners that would like to book a session with you in the future or check out some of your workshops or mm-hmm. do anything, connect with you in any way, how can they do that? What's your social media outlets? Um, my webpage is wadepajarishealing.com. And that's my name. I'll spell it out. W-A-D-E-P-A-J-A-R-E-S, healing.com. And that's the best way. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Ocean Wave Healing Arts. Oh, of course. Ocean, you got the C card. I was telling you that the music sounded like waves. Oh, this is just too much. It's all lovely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> we'll also have links to everything, you know, people to connect with you. We'll have all those links on our particular site as well, the quantumalignment.com uh, page. So, Again, thank you, Wade. I appreciate you for being here so very much and taking the time just to be here and share with all of the listeners your knowledge. It's been a pleasure. And for you, the listener, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day, and let's try to make this your very best week ever. Yay! Yeah. This episode has been brought to you by Chocolate Cookie Dough Ice Cream.